What's happening, everybody? On today's show, one of the biggest basketball recruits out there chooses Tennessee over Auburn. We'll touch on that. Jimbo Fisher gushes over his current Aggie team. Hit on all that and more as we go around the conference. Also, Arch Manning leaning towards Kirby Smart in Georgia. We'll give you the latest on the most sought-after quarterback recruit in some time. And we'll touch on a few SEC baseball and softball notes. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. If you're going to go check us out on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to our channel. Uh, start to build a big following there. Wanted to uh, make sure you guys are in for the start of uh, summer ball and, of course, heading into the spring. Spring, or the fall, rather, with the start of college football season. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with a basketball nugget. Normally, I don't do that this time of year, but Julian Phillips, one of the top players in the 2022 basketball recruiting class on Thursday. The five-star forward announced his college commitment. He is a native of Branson, Missouri. Had a ton of SEC schools with offers. Had a final seven that included Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina. Also the G League and Overtime Elite offered him. You know, you can go the semi-pro or pro route and go get paid before you jump to the NBA. But on Thursday on CBS Sports HQ, Julian Phillips announced he'll be heading to Rocky Top to play for the Tennessee Volunteers this coming season. He cited his great relationship with head coach Rick Barnes. According to 24-7 Sports, Phillips is the number 12 overall recruit in this class, the number four small forward, and the number one recruit out of the state of Missouri. Tennessee now has two players in their recruiting class, which currently ranks 36th in the nation, number eight in the SEC. So still some work to do there, but that is a big-time get for the Tennessee Volunteers. Some Auburn folks a little not happy. We're hoping that they could get Julian Phillips, but look, they're going to be just fine. They already have a nice recruiting class built there under Bruce Pearl. Um, I think Auburn's going to be just fine, but a big, big get for the Tennessee Volunteers. And if you're false hoops fan you have to be excited about that in some football news Javian Hester he was the top rated player in Mizzou's 2020 recruiting class heading to uh, Columbia from Tulsa Oklahoma but after spring ball Hester entered the transfer portal he had 12 catches for over 225 yards and two touchdowns in seven games last year at Mizzou now he's heading back to his home state he announced on Twitter this week he is heading to play for Brett Venables and the Oklahoma Sooners. Of course, Oklahoma turning a new page with Lincoln Riley leaving this offseason for USC. Dylan Gabriel coming over from UCF to Oklahoma to be their starting quarterback, presumably this year. So JV and Hester are going to be looking to catch some passes from Dylan Gabriel. And, of course, Oklahoma Sooners. Not talking a lot about them now, but they are a future SEC team. 
So we'll be talking a lot more about Oklahoma in the very near future here on this podcast. Jimbo Fisher over at Texas A&M, like many coaches this time of year, making the rounds, talking to fan bases around the region, uh, getting them excited for next football season and that sort of thing. Wednesday night, Jimbo was up in Dallas talking to some Aggie alums there and a couple of his quotes. He was asked about the state of the program. He said, we are going to be one of the top programs in America. There isn't a better place to be coaching. Once you get that education, you get that Aggie ring, you are a part of the best network in the world. Keep in mind, Jimbo's talked to a lot of Aggies, but certainly very high on his school and his program and looking to elevate them. Uh, A few other things he talked about with this team specifically. Jimbo said, I'm really excited about our offensive line at A&M. On wide receiver Anaya Smith, he said, Smith made a great decision to come back for another season. His draft stock is going to soar. And asked about Haynes King, still in that battle for starting quarterback at AM. He said Haynes is a legit 4-4 guy. And the reason I bring that up is that is a legit reason. Max Johnson is not the fleetest of foot. Can kind of sidestep a pass rush sometimes, keep a play or two alive with his feet. But Haynes King is a true, you know, maybe even Manziel-esque type runner when he decides to run. I'm not comparing him to Manziel, just saying he is very fast. And I think that's why... Haynes King still has the upper hand, but still a long summer to go of that quarterback battle in AM, and we'll see who ends up winning that job. One other note on Jimbo, CBS Sports, during the 2017-2018 hiring cycle, they graded the coaching hires for all schools, and remember Texas A&M hired Jimbo Fisher away from Florida State, and CBS Sports gave him an A. So in an article uh, yesterday, they were revisiting those hires five years later. And just short five years later, CBS Sports has regraded the Jimbo Fisher hire and now give them a B plus. So at the time, it was thought a home run hire for A&M to get Jimbo Fisher. But since then, dipped that from an A to a B plus. And basically, they say if you were to pull A&M fans about Jimbo Fisher, the approval rating would be very high. But not as high as hoped. Fisher and the Aggies... We're close to a college football playoff berth in 2020, but they've lost at least four games in every other season since he arrived at College Station. But still, the program is recruiting at an elite level, and now it just needs those recruiting wins to translate to wins on the field. Another four-loss season uh, will not get Aggie fans very excited in College Station. It's a great point. Look, if you're an Aggie fan, you're not upset with Jimbo. You're very happy with Jimbo, particularly what he just did with the historic number one recruiting class. But we're running out of talking time and time to do it on the field, right? I mean, we can talk all year about, man, A&M, we killed it in recruiting. Man, we killed it. We beat Alabama last year, but we lost four games. Put up or shut up time is coming very soon for Jimbo Fisher uh, at A&M. And whether he's going to be the guy to take the Aggies to the next level in the next handful of years. I know he's got that long contract. I know he's making a lot of money. But yeah, you got to break through in one of these years win the SEC West and get to Atlanta and presumably you win, take care of business there, you do that, you're getting into the college football playoff. But I think Jimbo can do it. He's doing a great job recruiting. Uh, one more note on AM: Michael T- Thompson Jr. He is gearing up for a prominent role at the SEC Network and the Longhorn Network. Thompson is the Deputy AD for External Relations and Business Development and has been involved with the SEC Network from a campus perspective for almost a decade. He's now going to be running the 
ESPN-owned channel. Thompson will oversee all aspects of programming and scheduling for the SEC Network and Longhorn Network. He will take over from Stacy McCollum, who joined DraftKings in February to become their head of programming. Uh, but Thompson's a longtime SEC administrator, previously worked at Ole Miss. So congrats to him. USA Today Sports preseason top 25. They uh, Obviously, we touched on that earlier this week, but they did not mention the Florida Gators uh, who landed at number 55 in their 1 through 131 team rankings. But one particular metric seems very high on the Florida Gators, ESPN's Football Power Index, which has it creeping onto the top tier of teams at number 25. Of course, the goal of FPI is not to rank teams, but to measure their strength and project performance in order to predict games and season outcomes. That's a very encouraging sign for Billy Napier and the Gators. The system gives Florida a 9.9 FPI rating and predicts a 7 to five, uh, seven and five record with an 85% chance of reaching six wins. Uh, a 3% chance of winning the SEC East. So look, it's not all bad. Seven wins for the Gators. I think a lot of fans would take that right now given all the emotional offseason of the Dan Mullen firing and losing recruits, having to rebuild this thing. Florida is tied for eighth in the conference in FPI rating with Mississippi State. Of course, Alabama leads the way, followed by Georgia. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, we're going to touch a little bit on Arch Manning. And could he be leaning towards the Georgia Bulldogs? We'll touch on that in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I need to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. They have got a new feature out. and is the Birthday Cake Puffs. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what you, it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just uh, received my birthday cake puffs. Never had anything like it before. They are in, uh, incredible, available right now, and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow, so you got to go get them today over at Built.com. You can make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs, 150 calories, 16 grams protein, only 9 grams of sugar, and this limited-time flavor, an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day and they are all made with uh, collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently provides tons of health benefits go to built.com try those birthday cake puffs right now go to built.com use our promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order use our promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off over at built.com Roll along here, Locked On SEC. I want to remind you guys to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter. They are looking into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course Big Boards. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, look, uh, Arch Manning, it is starting to get very real with his recruitment and a lot of SEC teams involved in his recruitment. Seems like Ole Miss is kind of out of the picture right now. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, 
and Texas seem to be the three schools in best shape for Arch Manning's recruitment. And a lot of people are wondering now if Georgia is the team on Arch Manning's mind. The quarterback gave a potential hint to which way he could be leaning in his college recruitment. On Monday, Arch Manning told On3 Sports, Athens is probably the best college town that I've been to. He's made multiple visits to Georgia, which is among the favorites to land the 18-year-old nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning. He's getting ready for his upcoming senior season. Spoke very highly of those defending champion Georgia Bulldogs. He said, I love Georgia coach Kirby Smart. He is a real normal guy, a great coach. Georgia, the takeaway from practice is they have athletes all over the field, especially on the defensive line. They have some studs, and it shows. They had 15 players drafted. Uh, Nelson Stewart, who was Arch's coach at Isidore Newman, he said earlier this year that Manning has gotten to know Georgia OC Todd Munkin, has a good relationship with the coaching staff there at Georgia. Arch said, if I was ready, I'd commit right now. So I'm just waiting. I want to get through this spring with this new offense and new coaches at Newman. So after spring, I'm going to see about the official visits. Manning also attended the Bulldogs' victory against South Carolina last fall. Also visited Alabama and Texas this spring. Those two other schools near the top of his list. Last month, he reportedly made a surprise visit to the University of Virginia, where his sister is currently enrolled. His mom, Ellen, and his aunt are also Virginia alums. But right now, Arch says he's just focused on spring practice. He has not yet scheduled any future college visits. And his coach told the Athens Banner Herald on Monday he hopes to visit Florida and LSU at some point this season. So, remember, Florida and LSU both kind of got in the picture once they made their coaching changes. Maybe he wasn't interested in joining them when Coach O and Dan Mullen were there. But now with Billy Napier at Florida and Brian Kelly at LSU, they are both kind of considered dark horses on Arch Manning's list. But, man, this is going to be a fun uh, fun journey to see where he uh, ends up committing because think of the fallout around the conference. If he goes to Alabama, he will be the heir apparent to Bryce Young. Bryce Young will be playing his final season in Tuscaloosa this year. He'll be heading off to the NFL draft where you will go very high next year. You got Bill O'Brien, offensive, uh, offensive-minded head coach from the NFL, running the uh, as the OC under Dick Saban. Be an easy fit for Arch to slide right in there with elite talent everywhere, five-star talent everywhere at Alabama, and create his own name outside of the Tennessee Ole Miss legacy of his family. So Georgia Bulldogs, same kind of situation. Georgia's going to lose Stetson Bennett. Yeah, they've got some other big-time recruits on the roster, but Arch Manning would probably be better than those guys from day one. Um, And again, tons of talent all over the offensive and defense would be a great fit there. Texas, the other one, Steve Sarkeesian, another guy who was former coach in the NFL. Won in Alabama, won a national championship with with, uh, Nick Saban. So, uh, by the way, Texas Longhorns will be coming to the SEC very soon. So just the outcome of his decision is going to affect other SEC programs, good and bad. That's why we are so focused on this, because again, if he goes to Alabama or Georgia, the rich get richer. If he goes to Texas... Yeah, they've got Quinn Ewers there who started at Ohio State. He's now with the Longhorns, but 
Still looking like it's going to be a couple years before the Longhorns actually come to the SEC. But you're looking at maybe, you know, sophomore, junior season of Arch Manning. He'll be playing in the SEC if he's at Texas. Fascinating recruiting uh, recruitment to watch. And we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that throughout the uh, summer. See if he ends up making a decision announcement sometime this summer. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. I want to remind you about our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. I'm telling you, if you just go to your phone right now, put in betonline.net, go there, bookmark it. It should be the website that you start each day with to find out all the information you need throughout that day for placing your bets. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the uh, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. We've got the schedules out now. We know where everybody's playing. I saw Ben Online already put the op- uh, week one lines out last night on all the spreads. By the way, Colts, eight-point favorites over the Texans. Uh, biggest spread of week one. If you want to get in on that, Ben Online's got you covered with all that information. They're your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, head to betonline.net. It is the website that you need to go to today. Use your mobile device, learn about the trends and action. It is Bet Online, where the game starts. Run along here, locked on SEC. Again, thank you guys. For making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. I want to touch on a little bit of softball and uh, baseball news before we get out of here. And first off, we got to start with a little SEC baseball action as Trey Lipscomb, big time power hitter on a Tennessee team that has tons of power hitters. But on Thursday against Georgia, Lipscomb launched his latest home run to open the scoring in the second inning in Knoxville, became the first Tennessee Vol to hit 20 home runs in a season since Cody Hahn did it back in 2009. Lipscomb, the sixth Vol with a 20-homer season in program history, and now just four home runs away from tying Sonny Cortez's season record, 24 home runs in that 1998 season. That's from Tennessee Stats and Info. The ball he hit... Reached 105 miles per hour off the bat going over the left field fence. I think they measured it around 417 feet. A lot of home runs this season for this Tennessee team. Tennessee's four hitters with the most home runs. Lipscomb, Jordan Beck, Jarrell Ortega, and Luke Lipschitz. Those four have combined for 54 home runs. That total ranks more than 217 teams in Division I the final regular season series this weekend for Tennessee. The Vols looking for their 11th series victory of the year after they dropped that uh, first three-game set of the year last weekend at Kentucky. But uh, the Vols have been really, really good. Tony Vitello has got a squad there. And all Tennessee soft, uh, softball news, they had a performance to remember on Thursday in the SEC tournament quarterfinal win over Mississippi State. A one-out single from Larry Bote knocked in the winning run in Riley West. The Lady Vols advanced to the semis with a dramatic 1-0 win over Mississippi State. For the Lady Vols, the gem came from Ashley Rogers, who went the distance 13 innings, allowed three hits, struck out seven, 
throwing 161 pitches. Annie Willis for State delivered several key pitchers, but hardly any more clutch than a strike three pitch with the bases loaded in the ninth. State pitcher somehow scattered 11 hits and stranded 14 Lady Vols to avoid any trouble, but uh, it was a fun one to watch. And then Missouri softball, they had an incredible upset of Alabama in the SEC tournament on Thursday. Mizzou started 5-9 and nine in SEC play, but became one of the hottest teams in the country. They got a 3-0 win on Thursday to give Alabama their first, whole, uh, first loss in a first game at the SEC tournament since 1999. It's the second straight semifinal appearance for Mizzou, which will play Tennessee today. In the SEC tournament, it's only the second shutout of Alabama in the history of the event, and the last one came in 2004. Lauren Krings was the star for Mizzou. She d- delivered in the circle with a complete game shutout. She allowed five hits and three strikeouts in the win. Jenna Laird, two for four at the plate with a run scored, including a double. Ending was dramatic as the second out of the seventh inning came as Kendall Bailey bumped into the field umpire but still made the catch in foul territory behind first, first base. Third out was overturned after a video review of an in-ground, uh, infield ground ball. So, it's going to be fun to see where all the SEC teams get seated in the uh, postseason tournament coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And some uh, other SEC basketball notes before we call the show. Arkansas, uh, Razorbacks preparing for next season. They will deal with another transfer portal loss on Thursday. Guard Jackson Robinson transferred to Arkansas from Texas A&M prior to last year. He announced on Twitter he is entering the portal. He had played in 16 games for Arkansas last season, making four starts. Uh, Jackson Jackson Etter has decided to withdraw his name from the transfer portal at Georgia. He will remain with the Bulldogs. He shared that news on social media this week. Thank Georgia coach Mike White for the opportunity to stay with the Bulldogs. He, uh, in his first two seasons, he appeared in 29 games off the bench uh, for the Bulldogs last year, he played 31 games, making 22 starts. And Shaquille Moore, one of several Mississippi State men's basketball players to enter the portal. Uh, John Rothstein from uh, College Football or Basketball Insider, he tweeted on Wednesday, Moore became the latest player to withdraw from the portal, and he will remain at Mississippi State. So shout out to those guys trying the portal, exploring things, but ultimately deciding What's best for them is to stay put where they are. And that is the latest news going on. I think we hit on everything. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. I'm Chris Gordy. Now go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts along the Locked on Podcast Network. You got Locked on Ole Miss. You got Locked on Bama. You got Locked on Gators. Tons of great podcasts. We'll be talking with a lot of our fellow Locked on hosts over the next couple weeks to Uh, Talk about post-spring ball heading into the fall with a lot of these SEC programs and what to expect in the 2022 college football season. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys again for listening and subscribing. We will talk to you guys next week here on Locked on SEC.